Welcome everyone to 21st Century Saints Live, our podcast and live stream series for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints here in the British Isles and around the world. Um, is our audio sounding okay your end, Alana? Yeah. We've got a little bit of echo on this end, so if our uh, audience are having any problems hearing you guys can, can let us know. Okay, to business. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot yeah, to talk about. I just realised I hadn't put my chat on, so I want to see if people are chatting. Yeah, see what everyone's saying. Come and join us. Oh, yeah, so announcement number one. We are, for the first time tonight, we're streaming on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, uh, also Twitter Live, and what's the final one? see that comment is yep uh the final one is uh twitch we are now on twitch live so we may have some new viewers wandering in um yeah so welcome if you're joining us for the first time it is really great to have you here um we keep an eye on the chat so if there's anything that you guys want to want to talk about um, just let us know. Um, thank you. We've just been asked about donation, and that's something that we haven't really spoken about much in this podcast. We're gonna we're gonna need to properly talk about it. But okay, there are two things that I would like to ask for. First of all, we have some buddies over in Mormonism Live, Maven, and we really really want Maven. Um, and and obviously Bill and RFM, but we love we're in love with Maven, um, and we want them to be able to do what they're doing full time. So if you and the tax there, I think you can you know do the tax deductible thing with them. So donate to Mormonism Live because we would like Maven to be able to do this full time. Um, if you want to donate to us here in the UK. We're still setting some things up, but we do have a PayPal link, which if you click on our Facebook page, it will take you to um, to our PayPal link. Um, if you want to chat about it, about how you can go about it, maybe even just send us send us a message. We really, really appreciate your support. Um, some uh, of our wonderful viewers have um, supported us in kind and uh, sent us some donations um, through the post to to help us with, with what we're doing. We, as part of the broader UK Brit Avengers team, have had so much kindness and people asking how they can support us. So just know that we have conversations about how to make that easier for you to do. Okay, are we ready? What a weekend. Are you, are you guys good? Are you guys good? Yeah. The anxiety levels have been through the roof for all of us. Okay, we want to tell you about this weekend, but first we're going to step back a little bit. Yeah, and we should have said, we have Lynn with us tonight in Scotland. Yes, I wasn't even going to mention until oh, we did the big reveal. I was going to like have her off to the side and then you could like go down at the bar. now. We have Lynn Bleakley of the Brit Ventures Mormon Freedom Fairy, um, the long-suffering partner of, uh, <laughs> partner of uh, Angel Peter Bleakley. It's so great to have you here. And uh, we can't wait to tell you the story of how come she's up in Scotland with us today. Okay, so we're talking about sustaining. 
Now we have, and we will, there's so much more to tell you guys um, than just what's going to be happening in this conversation. We have a series to, to sort of fill you in with everything that's been happening. But let's just say um, some people have been asking us about the podcast and where we stand with things. Um, how we would answer the temple recommend questions. And those are questions that we are always delighted to answer. It's really exciting when we get to talk about a work that we are passionate about and we really believe in what we're doing. And obviously, as you guys all know, as our, our, our long-term audience all know, those of you who don't, we're in kind of different places. We're best friends. And uh, I am a Mormon. I'm, I'm engaged and I, I love the gospel. I know it's complicated. And there are a lot of things for a lot of years that um, I sit in that space of, um, it's very, very messy. Alan, on the other hand, do you want to sum up where you are? Yep. So obviously prior to lockdown, I was still active, but not really in it. Um, I wasn't feeling it, wasn't getting anything from it, a lot of anxiety behind it. Um, lockdown happened and I realised that I no longer needed the church in my life. And during lockdown, I had a lot of time to process things, do some research into things. And I realised that definitely the church wasn't for me, that it's caused too much pain and hurt and lies. So um, I decided now that I'm, I'm out. I'm out. And our podcast has been about intention. I said I'd kind of took a step back, which, you know, just to figure things out. But now I can strongly say that um, I'm out now. Yeah, our viewers are mentioning a little bit of audio feedback. I am getting it too. So just give us one minute. Yeah, I initially thought it was my speakers, but then the more you're talking, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, from well, you. I'll, I'll yeah. take you to put this in. So what um, I'm going to ask you to do while I sort this out, Alana, would you maybe talk about for a little minute... Um what your family background has been in the church what your how many times have you said that you are planning to resign is that kind of thing ever crossed your um, mind let's talk about that so i i've um i've thought about it <clears throat> um because i thought that would just be the easy route um to just resign um because i no longer stand with the church or the teachings um, so it had crossed my mind many, many times, should I just resign, would that just be easier? Um, but then the more I thought about it, I thought no, because then I'm making it too easy on them to just resign. So yeah. Yeah. Um, why, okay, let's be more specific. Why are you wearing an LGBTQ t-shirt? So could you speak about your pain in relation to that? Sorry, we're just talking about the sound and stuff. Um, it might be guys, you guys. Know, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering because they're saying about the speakers. Like my speakers wouldn't affect the sound, would they? No, chill. I'm sort of okay. missing. Cool. So you're good. To, so uh, why am so, I wearing yeah, the LGBTQ? And you can see it's got a little oh, wrong side. <laughs> Love that on it. Um, so I'm wearing this, um, in support of a lot of my family. I'm saying a lot, a few of my family who are part of the LGBTQ community. I have two nephews and a niece, and I also have friends who are part of the LGBTQ within the church and out with the church. And, um, and obviously I know that there's many people throughout the world. I've read stories, you know, when, um, why have I just blanked his name? Sam Young. Yeah. Um, 
did his thing that he did. I'm terrible tonight. I think my mind's just all over the place tonight. Um, you know, and I read stories of the hurt and the pain that's been caused by the church and the leaders um, regarding LGBTQ. And so I'm wearing this in support of all those people to show that I am with them, I stand with them, I support them. I so wish there was a place for them in the church. Mm. I would love to see that day. I would love nothing more to see that day where they are fully accepted as they are, allowed to marry within their own sex and it not be an issue in the church. So that's why I wear this today. Thank you for that. And thank you for being patient with us while we sorted the audio. You guys are awesome. Okay, so the point I'm trying to make is that this isn't just you feeling frustrated with the church. This isn't just you um, in a huff, in a bad mood. You know, no. conversations that are causing real pain. Yeah. Absolutely. It's causing pain and probably anger too. You know, I've felt the anger. Um, so yeah, it, it's everything. I mean, I could be here probably all night summarizing, like just everything, the pain, the hurt, the anger, everything that people feel. Um, you know, I just, I just think, I'm still trying to figure out what God or what Jesus I believe in. I still want to believe that there is still something there. Um, don't know if I believe in it the way that the church teach it. But in my opinion, if there is a God, um, then I don't believe God would agree with how his, if it is his church is being run today. I don't agree that he would want to see his children hurt and in pain. And also, at the worst case scenario, people taking their own lives and committing suicide due to yeah. the pain they're feeling because of who they are. Yeah. Um, so I'm still sorting out a little bit of order while you guys are speaking. Um, and what I want to do is just maybe kick us off by talking about how you felt in previous years with sustaining in general conference. When that's happened very publicly, those, you know, those first times in sort of the, you know, the beginning of the millennium, what were your thoughts when you would see people publicly oppose? Um, well, the thing is, I, I wouldn't say that I really seen much of it in my, my church time. Um, I was aware of a conference, although I don't watch conference. As soon as I heard about it, I was right on it, listening, um, you know, and, and hearing people opposing. And, and, and I mean, I wasn't horrified, but I was shocked that people were actually doing it because it's not the done thing within our church, is it? Um, no one ever opposes. You know, it's like anyone opposed, you get a brief second and they move on because they're not ever it's very seldom that it happens. And again, I think a lot of that is to do with, I say the conditioning in the church because we're taught that we should always sustain our prophets. We should always, you know, support them and sustain them. And, you know, if they speak, it's the truth and we should, you know, they speak for God. So, you know, we should listen. And, and obviously growing up in the church, um, you know, you, you didn't doubt that because you were taught it. Why did you have any reason to believe that what the prophets were saying? wasn't the truth so yeah I mean it was strange to hear people opposing I'm not gonna lie I wouldn't say I was horrified or like oh, you know but I, I think if I if it had to happen when I was in one ward or one stake or anything like that back then I don't think as I say I'd have been like oh, you know but I think I would have reacted in a way where I'd have been like yeah, can you believe they just done that like you know more of a I'm, I'm totally shocked that someone's actually voted opposed because it's not what we're used to yeah how does that even happen yeah yeah right, i'm going so, to try this 
what I'm going to ask, yeah, if you guys could mute your mic. Um, we've got some new equipment here that we're testing out to see if that that kind of, um, yeah, so if, if we may be picking up conflicts in the, the audio for the first time ever. So thank you. Right, and Nemo's saying, Tom, Alana's end isn't echo cancelling. If Alana goes into her mic settings on the stream, she should be able to activate it. Right. You know, I'm not very technical, guys, so bear with me. There we go. That's um, cancellation. Echo cancellation, so turn well, that well, off. Well, you do that if you want to mute your mic, Alana. That'll help, okay? Yeah? Yeah, there we go. Okay. So, general conference for me, uh, keeping in mind I'm the sort of believing, the believing member of the group here. Um, I, I would be kind of honestly really disappointed and sad you know that horrible word that members use whenever something happens that you know they would maybe consider sin except I genuinely did feel sad um oh I just feel so sad for these people that that's that's where they are and it, I think because it didn't occur to me that the prophets and apostles were anything less than well perfect um even though we would we would acknowledge these are just men for me they were they were um you know ju just so so good trying to do their best so if there was a policy i felt that there was a different way to approach it than to sustain it didn't occur to me ever to think about their right to sustain just that oh this is awkward I'd never seen anything else. And so my understanding of how that went down is that um, apparently some, some opposition was raised in the 80s. There was a sort of spate where where opposition, you know, where people would, would vote opposed. But I, I wasn't able to find out tremendous amounts about it. Maybe, you know, our, our good friend who has looked into these things much more, Peter Bleakley, could give us some more info. Or if you guys have any in the chat. But from what I could see, the first sort of modern, you know, Gen Gen Z sort of type thing was when um, President Uchtdorf had responded to a very vocal we oppose in the tabernacle. Now, that conference, I can't even remember when it was, if any of you guys can remember. But he responded not by being shocked and horrified. He responded with absolute grace. So yeah, it was when he was in the first presidency. That was yeah. So which is before Russell M. Nelson. And he said, and I think I can call up the quote here. He 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 said noted, it, it has been noted. It has been noted. Just simple and really, really. Now no. that we are further down the road. I see it as something completely different. Um, when things have got a little bit closer to home. So I, I guess the other thing is maybe I haven't understood why it was so coordinated. So that, you know, the things that were going on um, and, and the conference center, people had planned to go and oppose. And I, I, I didn't really get what the issue, or I didn't really want to know what the issues were. With hindsight, wow the amount of um the amount of courage that must have taken so thank you to the people who who did that and set the example way back um lynn you had an experience in your now what was it your ward conference 
your state conference. Okay. Yeah. So would you tell us about that? What happened when at the beginning in the word business, state business, um, the first presidency and members of the quorum of the 12 were presented for the for your sustaining vote? So I opposed them. So I opposed the first presidency and the um, quorum of the 12. Yeah. Vocally. Vocally, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'd only decided the day before that I was going to vote because um, they had a ward activity for ward conference. And it was as I was walking out of the ward activity that I thought, oh, it's ward conference tomorrow. It's sustaining. Maybe I can oppose. So it was a quick decision. And yet the next morning I got up and went to church with <coughs> my with my husband, Peter Bleakley, and <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, he cannot vote because he um, has been excommunicated. So um, I thought that it would be a little bit of a kind of a a support for him, as well as me wanting to do it, but also he can't do it, so but I can, so I can um, add my voice to his voice, and it will get louder. The more people that add voices, the louder we speak. Yeah, well, yeah, and which is probably going to answer my next question. You could have just abstained, not gone. Uh, spoken, you know, the, the things that members would say to you could have spoken to your local leaders. So why? Because they had taken away my husband's vote. He had, I think, spent um, maybe a year or two not sustaining, so refraining from sustaining, but not opposing. Um, but I was encouraged and prompted by um, Nemo. Was it the spirit? Yeah, yeah, the spirit. The spirit. In the form of Nemo the Mormon. Okay, do you want to explain to our leaders who Nemo the Mormon is and, uh, and, yeah. and what, what, what we're talking about, what happened? So, yeah, so Nemo had um, devised a template for people to oppose and they kind of had put out an offer with um, priesthood dispatches as well when um, at the general conference. And the general conference, they had done some um, analysis on that and they invited everyone to oppose. What's he laughing at? Where is Sorry. it? What's he saying? Uh, for, for Sorry. For podcast viewers, Nemo has uh, made a claim that he is the spirit. What can you say, Nemo? Sorry, I do that quite regularly. I just laugh at questions. That's right. She's reactive. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, that was encouraging. That that um, that that was a thing. You know, it just it was a light bulb bulb moment really for me. Just oh yeah, you know. Opposing is the way to go because Peter just refraining is not as yeah. impactful. It's not as vocal. And 
I feel, you know, a bit gutted that he can't add his voice in as vocal a way as he could have if he hadn't had his membership taken away from him. So and we're going to talk about, you know, the the sort of the things that as, as a well-meaning church member that I might really have want to say or some of the possible critiques to doing that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But I want to come back to, so Alana, first of all, you heard about Lynn having done that and Lynn speaking about her experience in doing that. What what were you thinking? Um, I remember having a conversation with you and I was like, oh, I just wish I could be like Lynn and have the confidence to oppose. I just couldn't do it. My anxiety would be too bad doing it in front of all those people. I mean, you know, I'm not meaning like everyone, but people I love from my ward, you know, would I hurt them by doing it? You know, I, I always, this isn't to be boastful anyway, but I always worry about other people and whether I'm hurting them or how it would affect them. Um, I've been, hold on, hold on about that, because I want to dig into that. What were you thinking about Lynn having done that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought it was wonderful, obviously. I thought it was yeah. absolutely amazing. I thought, well done. But again, you know, the thought was in the back of my mind, I would love to do that. I would love to, but I just couldn't. I just can't. I couldn't and do you it. You kept talking about how brave you felt she was. And oh, absolutely. I wish I had the courage to yep. do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just knew that I couldn't. I was like, I just can't. I can't do it. I just can't put myself through the anxiety of it and the stress of it. It would be too much. So then, and keep in mind there's a new British moment. I know we're still getting a little bit of echo. Sorry, I keep. I think I think we can get that fixed anyway. So, uh, yeah. Um, then you know we're sort of acknowledging there's more of a British movement that has been happening, and things like Lynn voting opposed were very much a huge part of that. Um, these things were happening, and we were all talking about it. Um, and. And for good and bad, wonderful things that uh, some, you know, some wonderful Relief Society stake firesides were being organised that were insightful and impactful and challenging what we would normally expect in these types of meetings that were inclusive um, and vibrant and the kind of Relief Society that, that you would want to be part of. All of this moment is happening and we've got Peter Bleakley and we're we're dealing with the th not only processing the things that he's saying to us, but also how we feel about the fact that he has lost his membership in the church over that. Um, we have Nemo the Mormon who is saying things that, you know, are, are for me, really hard to hear. Why the hell would you have to fact check the first presidency and then those moments of realization went oh because we do <laughs> so thank you for the work that you've all been doing priesthood dispatches you know um who's who's making us all laugh while making these these broader points um so this british moment that's been it it, it really has been increasing pace and we'd spoken about this over the weekend. I'd be quite happy to stay in this this space. Um, I, I think it's really exciting and stimulating. And I see the possibilities for our church. Um, 
we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But first of all, I want to talk about last week. So, Alana, do you want to share what happened last week with our friends Nemo the Mormon? What suddenly was all over the the internet? <laughs> so our lovely Nemo uh, went to his state conference, right? Our state conference, and he, I believe, sat right at the front, and he stood up and opposed the first presidency and the 12. Um, again, I was totally in admiration of his courage to do that. Um, again, feeling like I just couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. There's, there's no way on earth I could do this, but I take my hat off and I, I love the fact they've had the courage to do that. And um, yeah. Okay. For those of you who haven't yeah. seen it, for those of you who have seen it, you want to see it? Yeah. We're going to take a look and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Just, uh, no. And yeah, so that happened. Did you hear that? Like, I didn't hear any sound from that. Was there no audio? Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't hear any sound. Um, but you all know what happened. You could see pretty clearly that the that the the state president had presented Russell M. Nelson as counsellors for sustaining vote, and Nemo stood and opposed vocally. Um, Alana, how we spoke a lot about how he clearly was feeling in that video. Sorry, could you say that again? Do, do you want to share some thoughts about how he was clearly feeling in that video? Oh, I mean, I, I could see, you know, obviously it has mask on, which had his facials, but I could see that the nerves were kicking in, like, as it would, in my opinion, because, um, you know, it's, it's something that's never been done in a lot of ward stakes. And so, you know, to stand up and do that in front of everyone, you know, it, it's bound to be a nerve wracking thing. Like, I was like, I can only imagine how that must feel for anyone who does that. Like, I feel like you could see his chest a little bit, you know, like before he did it. And, you know, and that's OK. That's absolutely OK, because it's normal to feel that way, right? Well, not only is it normal, it's bloody terrifying. <laughs> you know, he he yeah. was um, he was clearly very nervous because um, these things really really matter. We are not um, standing up. I say we <laughs> because I mean the royal we. Um, these things really matter. It's not for no reason. Um, I want to talk about the decision that you made. When we spoke about how our award conference for our stake here in Glasgow was coming up this weekend, um, and obviously the sustaining vote was going to be happening, do you want to take us through what was going on in your head? Um, so again, the thoughts of, I really want to do this. I feel I need to do this, but I can't. 
was like, I just don't think I can do it. I just don't think I can do it. And even after seeing Nemo doing it, like I was like, right, okay, you know, I, I maybe could do it. Um, I'm trying to remember, was it a few days after? Where I, I remember I was with you when we we spoke about it. Was it a few days later? It it was. And would if our audience are would would sort of be um willing to just sort of let this slide for a little bit for reasons that we'll discuss in next week's podcast it, it kind of brought it to a head and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that but but we had a few conversations this week where you had felt that if you didn't you might not have another opportunity yeah well I, I just I wondered you know with just having the podcast and I am a bit more vocal about how I feel about the church and um, that the worry was there that you know I thought you know I'd said to Jane maybe I could leave it till next year's state conference you know and it gives me time to work up to it to build up to it but my fear was that due to me being a bit more vocal on the podcast and on the Brit Rangers podcasts um that you know they may take my membership from me again <laughs> Should I say again? Um, so I I said I I need to do this. I, I need to do it. I said I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah, um, I think we're still having a couple of little um, potential sound problems. Thank you to our, to our viewers who are keeping us abreast this week. Yeah, obviously we will. We apologise for the sounds, and we will work it out. Obviously, I'm not technical in any way. I'm sure Jane isn't. Jane knows a bit more about it than I do, but, but uh, we will work on it. We will work on it. People are saying the sound's okay for them. Yeah. Well, like even when we're both speaking, guys, is it okay now? Like no, there was a bit no, of feedback. Can no, you see? Yeah, I can't hear it my end. Yeah. If, if you mute out whenever we're, we we'll just figure it out. We will make it work, people. Okay. So name of the Mormon has happened. We've had some events this week that have prompted us to sort of feel that maybe maybe we're not going to be able to stay in this space of this is really nice we can grow here we can be part of all of these wonderful exciting discussions and watch the route the church is um is taking see what the church is going to look like in the 20th step 21st century and we get to be part of that we are not necessarily going to be allowed to stay in that space and as I say, we will speak more about it. But yeah, you you had decided that this this was it. So one of the cool things about being friends with the Brit Avengers is that uh, that assemble button. We we hit the assemble button. We we hit it a few times this week. And uh, when you mentioned that you were thinking you would really like to do this but your nerves you're just you're so anxious about it do you want to talk about what happened that night yeah so obviously knowing that a few of the people in the Brit Rangers excuse me um had done it I wanted to to hear from their perspective um you know I mean I could see and I can understand how difficult it was but I think just having that reassurance that as hard as it is you can totally do this. I think I needed to hear that from my Brit Avengers that, you know, we're with you, you know, we support it and, and you can do it. Um, so, you know, I, I do suffer from, from really bad anxiety at the best of times. So to do something like this is completely, completely out of my comfort zone in a big way. Um, so it was just amazing to hear the support of them. 
and just reassuring me that, you know, everything would be okay, that I had this, that I could do it. <laughs> and one uh, particular Brit venture, straight away within um, a matter of seconds, made, a, made an offer. You want to tell what was that, to... Jane? <laughs> well, I just remember that I felt nervous when I went to oppose, and I didn't have much time to think about it, as I said, because it was the night before um, the ward conference, and it was just a ward conference, you know. There's not that many people in our ward. Oh, I know. There'd be some stake officers there. There'd be some people that I knew and stuff like that. So I thought it would be um, a grand idea to support Alana, knowing that she suffers with anxiety. I've suffered with anxiety. And I just think um, we need our sisters to bear us up and help us help us along. And um, yeah, and so the UK isn't a super big country, but we are in another. We are in Scotland. Lynn is in England, right at the bottom. Lynn, Lynn was volunteering to come up for the weekend to leave her family, and come up to for one reason to support Alana. And. When I tell you that, Kelvin, I am sure. What did you say there, Lynn? I said, I. I did. Lynn learned <laughs> how to speak Scottish. Um, she's a very willing and capable student. <laughs> so Lynn came all the way up. Um, she, she flew up um, j just, to, just to support Alana. Um, that is so bloody cool. That is so cool. And I think it also reflects the progressive and post-Mormon community that that's the kind of support that's happening. Okay, you'd made the decision. Lynn came all the way up to help. Could we move on to talking about the night before? The night before? Yeah, sorry, I'm just laughing at Peter's comment that he's had to, to survive in pot noodles and We have to mention the sacrifice <laughs> that Peter's obviously made because he's not had the benefit of my cooking and he's had to survive on pot noodles and pizza. Poor thing. Listen, I would be more than happy to have put pot noodles and pizza for dinner every night, but I can't. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> She's ready to mute me there. I'm like, I will not be silenced. <laughs> it was almost as bad as when I tried to take her chocolate from her yesterday. Don't tell my secrets. Oh, Don't tell my secrets. That was the anxiety. That was the nerves. <laughs> it was funny. It was brilliant. Okay, so you wanted to take it up till last night, right? Um, yeah, what we'll do first of all, um, let's quickly jump in just to answer this question. There's a few comments that Nemo's getting. Um, if you jump into the chat, uh, Nemo's being asked about did anyone speak to him after, and he's just letting everyone know that, yeah, yeah, it's their job to, to chat with you, um, it's their responsibility. So, yeah, you're, you're supposed to be asked if you if you want to respond to it, you don't have to respond to it, but yeah, um. They, they have been engaging with Nemo and uh, head over to 
to his channel um get in touch with him in the chat and uh and i know we'll find out more maybe we can maybe we can get him to jump on one night and uh fill you all in um okay back to the night before so there was some carry on and hilarity alana what did you need the night before what were you feeling um well obviously you know, um, not to tell everybody their secrets, but to take our mind off it, like we all went out for a meal last night. So that, that was helpful, you know, because it distracted me from my thoughts. Um, and then we went back to James and we had a little chat. Um, and, you know, we, we were not making jokes about doing the thing, but, you know, we we're trying to have a bit of light humour about it, you know, just to try and ease me a little bit and um, just talking about, um, how it would work and where we were all going to be seated and who was going to do what and um, like I was like practicing I oppose and um, do you want me to talk about the other thing now or later? Whenever you're ready. So I um, you know like I think one of them had made, made the joke about um, you know oh you should get a blessing and obviously having watched a recent um Pod, well, I think it was months back podcast, and then having those people on our podcast to talk about sisters' blessings. I said, Well, how about a sister's blessing? Um, not sure how I knew Jane would totally be okay with it, but I wasn't sure how Lynn would feel about that, you know, because it, it's totally out of the norm. It's not the done thing. Um, you know, it's, it's the men and they, they place their, you know, they put their oil and they place their hands on your head, and, you know, they've got a specific thing to say. And, you know, um, I mean, if this doesn't get me X, then I don't know what will. <laughs> um, so, you know, they were both really what lovely happened? about it. Having a blessing might be the thing that gets you X. Yeah, but from, from sisters, because it's it's not, that would yeah, be seen yeah. as apostate, right? Uh, maybe not, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, so that's, that's, so not, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. So a little bit of time went by. Um, I, I didn't tell Jane this. That last night, but I thought when they were saying, you know, when you're ready, like I was thinking they were meaning for me to practice opposing. I didn't realise they were actually waiting to give me like the blessing. <laughs> so I'm procrastinating. I'm going to the back door. I'm, you know, vaping away. I'll just be honest, you know, having a wee vape and, um, you know, and um, so I came back in and I realised it was the blessing. Now, obviously, I didn't at the time really want it to be. I didn't want it to resemble the blessings that I've had before with the hands on the head or anything like that. <laughs> So it was so lovely. Um, oh, things I didn't even get emotional last night. Um, Jane just put her hands on my shoulders, and she started giving me the blessing. And it wasn't in the typical form in any way of the the, the priesthood blessings. Um, you know, it wasn't you know my given name and in the name of what you know whatever they say. You know, I bless you, blah blah blah. And Lynn just sat there holding my hand. Um, and I think that's been one of the most spiritual moments that I've had in a long time, if you can call it that. As I say, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about all these things. Um, but it was just so lovely. Um, just to feel their love and support. And again, I say I'm trying to figure out, you know, about what I believe about God. I, I do want to believe, and I think I do believe in a Heavenly Mother. And just to call down upon her powers was just wonderful. Um, yeah, so that that was a really lovely experience. So obviously, doing all these things um, really it took my mind off it for a bit. As much as we were focusing on it there, it wasn't in the same 
the same spectrum, I suppose you could say. Like, I wasn't focused on it solely and the anxiety wasn't there. Like, I just felt at peace about it at that point. Oh, Valerie's here. What about you, Lynn? Um, what, what were you thinking? You had said this was your first ever sister's blessing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First, yeah, I've never experienced it or heard of it before. Um, I did as a single parent um, when my son was young and he was sick. I did bless him, but I thought I had to do it in like, um, I don't know if I'd read it somewhere because I studied quite a lot at, at that time. Um, in the church, I didn't know if I needed to put my hand to the square, so that's what I did <laughs> when I blessed my son when he was younger and he was poorly. Um, other than that, I've never um, experienced, heard anyone talk about it um, apart from the podcast that you guys did, and um, I didn't get to see the full podcast. I need to catch up on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but it was from that episode is with us in the yeah. They're all on Facebook, and you know it's 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 an episode you guys can catch up on anytime it's out there now, and it is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, <clears throat> it was beautiful, and it was the and it was a really special moment. I I haven't um had any kind of um since not going to church or attending church I haven't had any kind of real desire to um have any spiritual experiences really yeah no um, I'm with you on that but I felt the spirit when we were blessing Alana and I really felt um just that I could share the feelings of my heart with with her and how I wanted her to know what was in my heart for her it was it was lovely yeah I and I think anyone listening to what that looked like will know that we were not in any way replicating a priesthood blessing that we didn't call down the authority of uh, you know the priesthood we blessed Alana as sisters on Alana's level um you know able to look her in the eye as we as we did this um we did call down the authority of our mother in heaven, of the sisters who have gone before, um, not only of, of her of her generations before and to come, but also of all of the sisters who haven't had voices or who have raised their voices um, to help Alana draw in that strength. And we were able to sort of sit there for a few moments afterwards, just in that, just in that space of love and support. So, how did you sleep? This is just last night. So, I did feel pretty exhausted after all the kind of anxiety and, you know, having a chat. And I'd said to Lynn, you know, she'd went into her bed and, and I'd said to Lynn, you know, I think I will sleep. You know, I'm pretty tired. But when I lay down, I just felt a little bit anxious. So, the best way for me to do that is distraction. I, I don't, I'm not saying I do that all the time because it's not always the best method to use for anxiety and stress sometimes you're better to face it head on but at that moment I'm thinking I'm trying to sleep but I just put Netflix on and I thought I don't sleep well at night anyway you know so it's it's problematic at the best of times for me anyway um so I put Netflix on I think I was watching Chicago Fire um you know turning it down really quiet so I didn't disturb Lynn um you know and you so time's going on and I seen I think it was like after two or something like that 
And I thought, right, I really need to try and sleep. You know, I'm up early in the morning. I'm like, what am I thinking? I don't do early mornings at the weekend. Um, but I thought, right, I'm going to try and sleep. But almost instantly, when I turned off Netflix and my iPad, and I turned over to try and go to sleep, automatically those butterflies here in my stomach and chest just kicked in, and I just felt sick to my stomach, um, just thinking, I don't know if I can do this. Now, I will say that Jane and Lynn um, have been very supportive through this and said, you know, if the time comes and you get there and you can't do it, that's okay too. Um, and where I, I love that and I feel it's really supportive, I was like, no, there is no not doing it. I'm like, if I am putting myself through all this anxiety, all this stress, and I know that I need to do it, there's no second chances after this. So I was like, oh, Maven's here. Sorry, I'm giving everybody special shout-outs, but I can't help it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> um, they told everyone at the start that they'd to give, give you money. Give you specifically their money. So when you contact Mormon Live, <laughs> this is for Maven at the bottom. So yeah, so you know the butterflies were kicking in, and I thought I can't lie here and feel like this. You know, I thought it will exhaust me. I will go tomorrow, and I will just be so exhausted that I'll just. I, I didn't think I'd have the same strength to do it. So I just then got my phone out. I knew everyone would be sleeping, but I just posted in the Brit Vengers group saying, you know, I've just tried to go to sleep. The nerves have kicked in. You know, it's real. You know. Um, so I just scrolled my phone. I think I ended up watching some clips from the Steve Wilkos show and things like that. Like, um, so I I just was on my phone for a little bit just to try and distract again. But I thought I really, really need to get some sleep. I thought I am not going to survive this if I don't get to sleep. So I think, you know, I'm checking my Fitbit to see what time. So I think I got to sleep about 20 minutes to four. And I was up just before eight, so I got about just short of four hours sleep. Um, and I was I was messaging Jane earlier on saying, what if I sleep in? Because I'm not very good at hearing alarms in the morning because of my illness and different things. And if I've not slept a lot, and she's like, don't worry, I won't let that happen. And then Lynn tells me she's not good with morning. So I'm like, what chance have we got here? You know, um, <laughs> but like, I did. what's our strategy? You set an alarm <laughs> and I set an alarm. Yeah, we should be good. Yeah. Yeah, we but as soon as like soon it. as I as soon as I heard the alarm, I, I was awake. I think although I was asleep, I don't think I was in a deep enough sleep to warrant not hearing my alarm. So I heard the alarm and I was up. I was up. So another little tip, and we're, we're going to come to the main event here in a second. But another little tip that I thought was awesome. So Lynn's been doing a little bit of mindfulness, not just with Alana, but with uh, Alana's wee one. Um, we with the Wayne, yeah, with the Wayne, yeah, we're, we're working on the Scottish. I kept saying to Lynn, the Wayne, the Wayne, and she's like, what, what, What's the Wayne? And I was like, Oh, sorry, it's it's child, or if you say Wayne's, it's children. Yeah, <laughs> totally so forgetting that Lynn hasn't a clue of Scottish words. Lynn has just brought Zen up with her, and it's great. We, we also we got to sit and sort of Lynn was was putting together a playlist songs of power warrior songs to listen to on on the way in in the car the car journey was hysterically funny and terrifying all at the same time we may have nearly died a few times alana is the driver um let's just say there was adrenaline <laughs> but yeah i've been quite fast so please um let alana this chat if this audio doesn't work um 
I'm hoping it will. Obviously, it's technology. If we need to try a few times, we're, we're going to play this a few times. But we were sent the uh, audio of today's state conference. And we're going to hit the, the play button in a little second. But um, as Alana's best friend as um, and as a member of the church, um, I... I don't want Alana to have to feel like she needs to cast an opposing vote. Nonetheless, Alana does strongly feel that she would like to cast an opposing vote. So while I was attending state conference and intended to sustain, my friend wasn't. And I had no sadness, judgment, um, anything other than a desire for Alana to to know that that is okay and if you want to be in this space that I feel like is you know that this is the language with which I've learned to talk to God um as much as there are many other languages that I could use this was this is where our spiritual home was Alana's been raised in this space since infancy surrounded by people who have taught her, whose children she has taught. Um, I wanted to make it really clear to Alana that while she voted, that I would hold her hand and that, um, that I would be with her. And on the other side would be Lynn, being that calming presence. So we were as one when we did it from completely different places. So if you in the audience are happy, I'm gonna I'm gonna press play on on this right now. And like I say, if the audio for some reason doesn't come through, if you can message right away in the chat and let Alana know, and uh, I will try my hardest to resolve it. But here we go. Is it working, Jane? Sorry, I've just realised we do have a slight issue of getting that on the screen. Okay. Yeah, I see there's nothing. Yep, sorry. There's, there was Someone a said, just so you know, that your volume a bit louder. Yep. Okay. Want to try this again? Uh, hopefully that will be us. And like I say, if you can just let Alana and Lynn know and we will resolve it straight away if there are any issues. This is the Conference of the Glasgow Scotland Stake of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints held at Julian Avenue uh, on the 6th of February 2022. It is proposed no, that it's we still sustain not. as General Authority We're still not getting this audio out. No, there is. 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 Any opposed? Maybe I'm opposed. So. Okay. Alan H. Oakes is president of the Church of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and Russell M. M. Russell Ballard is acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and as members of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, M. Russell Ballard, Jeffrey R. Holland, Dieter F. Richter, 
David A. Bednar, Quentin L. Cook, D. Todd Christofferson, Neil L. Anderson, Ronald A. Rasband, Gary E. Stevenson, Dale G. Renland, Garrett W. Gong, and Luisis Suarez. The councillors in the first presidency in the Commonwealth on the 12th Council for Scotland's Years and Revolutions. Those in favour, manifest it. Any opposed, manifest it. I oppose. All other general authorities, area seventies, and general officers of the church as presently constituted. This is the conference of the Glasgow Scotland's. Okay. So that happens. <laughs> The nerves are there watching that again. Like, <gasps> I've just relived it all over again. Yeah, I feel like the butterflies are there again. Um, before Alana came in, um, I, I felt really emotional. So what we had decided to encourage Alana to do was to stay in the car. And I would stay in where Alana had indicated that she wanted to sit and that I would wait for her coming in. So Alana was able to come in at the last minute because you were worried about seeing, you know, being greeted by people that you knew. Yeah. That, was a, that was a big stress yeah. for you. Yeah. So you waited out in the car. Um, and when you came in, um, you know, I, I, was, I was just feeling so emotional. Just at, I, I felt the spirit. I felt that. And can I just say, because it's not, it's not um, visible in the video, I did wear this T-shirt to state conference today. While I opposed. Why did you wear that t-shirt today? Well, you know, like I said before, my reasons for wearing it is because that's one of my biggest reasons for opposing, um, as well as the fact that, you know, I believe I've been lied to my whole life and that we're still being lied to. Um, I wore it in support of all, as much as I have family who are in the LGBTQ community, it's to support all uh, my friends out there, people I don't even know. I, I support you all and I stand with you and I love you, even if I don't know you. And I'm sorry the church has caused you so much pain um you know in my opinion christ accepts us for who we are flaws and all how we are how we dress how we marry you know and so i i just and I, I guess i'm not apologizing for the church but i feel i have to apologize because it's wrong it's wrong and they can hide behind god all they want and say that it's god's way it's not god's way and i wish they could see that and so we sat together holding hands while that happened. Um, and thank you for that sacred experience. Um, okay, Lynn, tell me what you were thinking. What was your thought? <laughs> what, when we were um, in the chapel? Yeah, when, yeah while when you're gathering your thoughts, yeah. So if you could maybe speak about um, what, what was going through your mind, were you thinking about Alana, were you thinking about why we were here? Um, and just also sort of to let you know, um, the, the people who sent us the, the video, thank you for sending it. We really appreciate it. Alana, I think, was, um, was, was really keen to, to sort of, you know, reliving it again, be able to see um, properly what, you know, what had happened. Um, Thank you. The 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 internet has uh, has has it's out there. You guys will find it. This is the one and only time that we will be sharing it. So um, yeah, you'll I'm sure you will see it on your travels through the internet. But anyway, back to Lynn. Um, wh where was your head today? It was just with Alana, really. It's just all about Alana today. And what could I do? What could I do to help her? How can I? um help you know 
keep her on a level of you know with her anxiety and whatever and just to support her and yeah um I I um know the state president as well so I felt like he was giving me daggers afterwards (laughs) he probably wasn't but it looked like to me he was looking straight at me but um yeah I wasn't really that nervous I think I was just trying to stay calm for Alana really I did feel a little bit shaky after the first time and I was just wanting to make sure we captured some some video as best as we could and I tried some covert methods to do that but um I didn't quite get the right angle but (laughs) I did my best (laughs) um we we have to talk because Oh, bless them. So our state president is wonderful, is, is so good. Our bishop is wonderful. Um, we are very, very fortunate in Glasgow State. We have a we have great leaders here. Um the person who was um who, who was doing all the speaking there, you know, and I really want to give him a name check because he's awesome, but I will not do that to him because I'm sure he would not appreciate it. Could we maybe speak a little bit about his reaction? because we were all feeling it. We all had different thoughts. Alana? Well, I I personally, I spoke to you about this earlier. I said, I blame the leaders of the church within that stake because obviously they're not, well, maybe not the stake, but over the board, because I I think they're so used to people not opposing that they're so used to just saying any opposed and moving on. But they really should always be prepared and taught to, I feel like I feel I'm going to bring this up, you know, because I've no doubt that my state president will want to speak to me, and um, you know, I, I think I'm going to bring this up that you guys need to allow that time for people to oppose. You know, he didn't really look out much. Yeah. You know, there could be someone at the back of the hall who's silently opposing, and he would never have seen that because he didn't look long enough. Well, and I think they need to allow that time happen in your life. I mean. You know. Well, you know, I'm 40 years of age now and I've never seen it in my lifetime. Um, but again, you know, I think they still should allow that silent pause and have a look just to be checked, just to be checked, just to be sure. Um, and, you know, but they should also be taught how to deal with it if someone does a pause. Because that poor guy, you know, I do say poor guy, you know, because I know this man. I've known him pretty much my whole life. He used to be around my family when we were younger and my sister. Um, and I felt awful for him. Because he he didn't know what to do. Like you can see his awkwardness. And again, I, I put that down to the, the the higher up leaders and the leaders that are above him because he should be trained to know how to deal with this in a manner. I mean, you hear it as the, the video goes on that he struggles to get the names out because he's still trying to compose himself. Yeah. You know, from what's just happened because it's out of the norm. And so again, I think I've said this many, many times, and I, I will say it to this day, there needs to be better training within the church for a lot of things but especially this as well, so they know how to deal with it. I think it just shows, sorry, Jane, just wanted to add a comment here about, I think it shows that we can go through church meetings, church activities, church life, like some sort of automaton robot, you know, just going through the motions, going through the motions and not really stopping to think about it. I mean, I know it's repetitive, but <laughs> to talk to you? Yeah. No, no, no. no, it's repetitive, but but it's 
but it's important to reflect sometimes you know I'm, I'm not saying every time um Lee is making his way for interrupting. <laughs> Peter, Lee Clean is, yeah. Sorry, Lynn, continue. I'll, I'll fix him when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just think it just shows that we go through the motions. He was just like, right, this is what I do. Tick, yeah, tick, he tick. just went to move This on. is the process, you know, and it's almost like he didn't even look up. And if Alana had not been vocal, if Alana had not used words, he would not have noticed. No, absolutely not. Um, it, it, it's almost like he's like, oh, yeah. Words. Because if I just say that, like Jane had said to me, you know, through all my anxiety leading up to this, she said, you know that it will be okay if you just silently raise your hand. I said, no, for two reasons. Because one, I don't think it will be noticed because they don't leave long enough to notice it. And secondly, it will not have the same impact if I do it silently. Because the only people who will see it are the people on the stand and the people behind me. And I want everyone to hear, you know, my opposing vote. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've spoken about our thoughts and feelings, the, you know, our, our wonderful state presidency councillor who was doing his best. We've all been blindsided. It's happened to us all. And um, he... He kept going with grace. Uh, he didn't. He he didn't faint. He didn't call for his pills or a nurse. You know, it. He 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 did well. Um. One of the things that you were most worried about was what the general response was going to be. So could you speak to that? So obviously, again, going back to now, I know I know quite a few people in this state. I mean, I'm not close close to them, but I've known them my whole life. Um and you know, know yeah, they know my family. But obviously, my, my main concern was the people from my ward who I've grew up loving, and I was worried about the impact this would have on them. You know, as I say, I always worry about other people instead of just thinking, you know, I need to do this for me, regardless of how other people feel. But it's just not me. Um, you know, I I I thought, you know, are, are they going to hate me? You know, there's, there's one person that I was worried about being there because I'm thinking, you know, I, I just love her so much. And I was just like, will she hate me? Will she not want to talk to me? Um, you know, I'm thinking there might be certain people who would say to their kids or family, like, don't have anything to do with Alana. You know, she's apostate. She's out the church. Don't speak to her. You know, all these things are running through your head because, you know, these are people as much as I don't see them often now because obviously, you know, I'm out the church. But, you know, I would never walk by them in the street. I would always stop and I would listen uh, speak to them you know listen to anything they want to say but my concern is would that stop because of what I've done um so yeah so do you want me to talk yeah I mean I mean quite quite clearly you know um people are going to look you know like I said earlier if I was there I would be you know in my day of being a TBM you know I, I would have I say TBM I don't know that I was ever a TBM to be fair <laughs> I was there, but I, I wouldn't say I was a TBM. That that's that's talking nonsense. I, I was never. I was the rebel of the family, to be fair. Um, but I probably would have been like turning around to see who, who, who was that? In a Scottish voice. Who was that? Who was that? I'm going to have one Scottish for before she knows it. Um, you know, I, I probably would have. I would have probably been like, what if my mum was next to me or like Jane? I'd be like. I think mean, how, how amazing is that? Can you believe that they did that? You know, so I knew. 
there was going to be looks. I wouldn't say... Did anyone die? <laughs> I wouldn't... <laughs> this is what I love about our podcast. It's not polished. It's not refined. It is what it is. And that's what I love about it. That's what makes it our podcast. It's family It's messy. It's family. Like, I'm so surprised. I'm wondering if Daisy has been so exhausted she slept tonight. Because, yeah, Lynn had her out for two walks today. Because you know Jane for sure, and everybody that watches knows that my daughter always makes an appearance at some point, and she hasn't. So, um, so yeah, I, I knew I knew there was going to be looks. I think I was fearful that everyone was going to turn and say it, and not everyone did. I mean, I was more focused on the stands because I thought if I try and look at everyone, like it might knock my confidence. So I did see a few looks, and not without mentioning, there was one person from my ward who just glared at me, like glared at me. Um, and I kind of expected that anyway, um, to be fair. Um, but you know, I mean, I, 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 walk around glaring in life. I mean, it may not have been a glare Stop being nice, stop being nice. <laughs> so, you know, to be honest, after I stood up the first time to I oppose, I didn't, even as I stood, I didn't feel as fearful. I felt, now when I say this, I don't mean this in a boastful way in any shape or form, but I felt so proud of myself because this is something that I would never have done, and I'm going to use this phrase, in a month of Sundays. <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't have. I just wouldn't have. I was going to say, you know, a different thing, but I thought, no, that's Sunday's perfect. Sunday. That's perfect. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have. I never would have dreamed. And I, I, looking back, would I have thought that I was going to stand and vote opposed to our first presidency and the 12 apostles? No. Even having left the church in the past, I've never had the desire to do that. But as my journey has continued, and I've seen the direct pain that has been caused to specific members of my family, and I hope someone is listening to this from my ward or from the church. When you see the pain of people, that's when it changes. And if you can't see that and change, then I'm sorry, there's there's a real bigger issue there because these people's pain are real. I've been caused pain by the church. I'm sure Lynn has. I'm sure Jane has. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, many people watching have probably been caused some form of pain whether it be through, you know, the sexual questions, you know, the the shunning of family members when you leave the church, you know, and that all, in my opinion, derives from the church and the teachings and the conditioning. It shouldn't happen. Families should love their families for who they are and not conditional on whether they're in a church. So, you know, I just think, I don't know where this question started. I've went on a total rant and I don't know where it actually started. Something so really amazing happened. Um, in my opinion. So you voted opposed. We were having this really sacred spiritual moment while that happened. Um, everybody was, re you know, reacting to that and processing in their own their own ways, looking to see how, how people on the stand were going to react, looking to see who said that, looking to who's, who, did, who actually did say that, you know, giving a little bit more than others. Um, Alana had decided that it was probably going to be a bit much to stay for the full state conference. And uh, Nemo, I oppose. I don't. I sustain. For, for the people in the podcast version later, Nemo has just proposed that we sustain Alana as church's pastoral care manager and has called for a sustaining vote. 
the vote has been unanimous. We don't ask for opposing votes in this podcast. It is a dictatorship. Thank you. Um, anyway, so we, yeah, something really special was happening and a few people recognised it. So I had actually, I, I had intended to stay for the full conference, but I I, I got up and left I, I, to sort of make a few calls from home. The fact that Alana didn't run right out the door is also, you know, pretty huge. The fact that you you stayed um, is nothing short of a miracle for you. you know, yeah, like, well, I, I just thought how awkward it would seem, like, if I just voted opposed and straight away left. I thought, I can't do that. You know, it, to me, that shows more of, I did it, I'm running out the door. So I wanted to show that as much as I had done that, like that I was remaining seated. Now, we didn't stay long. We stayed till the end of the first speaker. And mainly, to be fair, initially I'd said I didn't want to stay because I wasn't sure if I'd feel triggered by some of the things that were said. Yeah. That was my main reason for not staying. Mm. Um, the secondary reason was I did have to come home and get some shopping messages. I don't know what you all call it in America, you know. Um, anyway, get, get some food shopping and... I had to be home for my daughter coming home from her dad's, so I couldn't really hang about anyway. So, you know, that, that was the reason. But we did stay. I mean, I think I think we were there, I mean, from start to finish, I think a good 30, 35 minutes, yeah. maybe 40. So I think, you know, yeah, yeah. So, Lynn, go. I just thought of the word that I, to, to describe how I did feel during the moments um, sitting next to Alana, I felt empowered. For her and I felt she empowered that she was modeling it for me when I want to do it in state conference because I had gone to my state conference <laughs> I had gone to my state conference at the end of last year but it was a state conference where they did not um do they the didn't voting. do the voting yeah. <laughs> I got up on a Sunday morning and I went to church and they didn't do the voting so and that's yeah. the worst part of it that you actually yeah. get up to go to church yeah. for a specific reason and not because you want to go to church and it doesn't even happen it didn't happen so yeah that mm. that's the the word that I would use empowered and yeah and it was a model oh. for me and for, oh, for everyone absolutely uh, absolutely um when I went outside, uh, I was able to have a chat with um, our, a former bishop in our ward um, who is just full of love and full of kindness. Um, and obviously, straight away, he had to make a comment um, about what had just happened. Um, the gist of it, be, and I feel so comfortable about sharing this, but the gist of it, you know, is Alana okay? Um, you know, we're we're gonna support her. We're you know we're we're sort of saying you know that she was gonna be surrounded by love and that um, well you know we give we give people the opportunity to vote oppose. She's taking that opportunity. He did suggest that you know if you had have uh, ran down the you know the hallway screaming that he may at that point have. Uh, you know, intervened, but, um, you know, that the, as you, you stood and were respectful um, and it wasn't disruptive, you know, that that was, that was absolutely fine. And it was just so lovely that there was no, what is going on with Alana? Oh my goodness. There wasn't the need to fix, fix, fix. It was acceptance. Now I'm going to, I'm going to let the two of you um, 
handle this next thing that happened. So the first speaker had finished and you guys came out um, and we, we were going to get ready to head off. Do you want to talk about the other person that came out to speak? Yeah, so um, obviously, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't as nervous because I think like Lynn, I did feel a little bit empowered then because I've always said, you know, the main reason for me doing this podcast is to give myself a voice because I feel I've been silenced my whole life as a woman in the church. Um, and I did feel that, well, you can't silence me now, can you? You know, you've heard my voice and it's done. Um, so as I walked out, you know, I mean, I didn't really look at anyone that was sitting around, but I just walked out with my head held high and I just walked out the door. Because um, I, I think I was a bit worried about Jane because she had left a lot sooner than us. I'm like, right, does she want us to go or do we sit here, Lynn? And so I thought, right, we'll wait till the end of the first speaker and then we'll go. So as I left, this total stranger who I've never seen um, comes up to me. Like he, he he was through in another part of the church the chat, yeah, and he came through the door. Quite and he just, an imposing man, you know, quite quite a big, you know, tall, um, like, oh, what's going to happen here? Yeah, totally. So I, I can't remember word for word what he said, but he basically just said, you know, sister, I know that I don't know you, but I just want to say that God loves you. Um, and, you know, that, that what was it he said? I think he said a little bit more than that, but he said, you know, you know, we can clearly see that you're in quite a bit of pain. And I said, yes, you would be right. Um, you know, I wish I could remember what you said because you said it to me earlier, Jane, and I thought that was so lovely and I wish I could remember um, what it was he said after that. Um, but anyway, from a total stranger who doesn't even know me to come and say... Um, you know, that... Sorry, that just threw me there. Um, you know, to just come and... and show that love for me you know and, and I just said you know and, and I turned to the other person who was there who is actually from my ward you know and I just said you know I, I had to do it I had to you know I said um, my heart was in the right place I said but I said the pain that they have caused to my family and my friends I couldn't sit back anymore um, and he said you know he said they asked the question you've got every right to to answer that question he said you know it doesn't make you a bad person and he said you know we love you you know we're here for you you know and and I just thought and that's the way it should be mm -hmm. but you do have the people there who will be judging me and who will be talking about me but do you know what if they want to do that they don't matter to me you know I just I did what I had to do and whether they are happy with that or they're not happy with that makes no odds to me because if you're something that I care about and that's what matters to me. And, I, you know, I say I don't care about these people. I do, because yeah. I grew up with them. But I just mean, like, if you want to be that unchristlike to judge me and mm -hmm. talk about me for something that I felt right at that time to do, then that's on you. That's not my worry or my concern. Mm. It tells you more about them. them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'll be the talk of the place for a few days, and then it'll fizzle out, because there'll be something else to talk about. You know, that's what works in the Mormon world. We are still talking about people who dropped the F-bomb 20 years later. Are you kidding? This is not going away. Yeah, we're in Scotland, remember. Um, the the guy who'd come out had, if anyone spoke today with power and authority, um, you know, he was one of those who did. No calling, no, um, you know, mission to be over, no responsibility, but he felt impressed to come out and he 
he stressed, God loves you and we love you. And it was just so, to, to see our church membership not freak out, not um, to, to embrace what had happened without judgment. Now, obviously, we're speaking generally. Obviously, people have all sorts of different thoughts as they process, and that is absolutely fine. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's how we work through these things. It was beautiful and as we went out to the car um you know the the person who was our was our ex-bishop uh was was walking along with us chatting and uh, you know we, we were able to joke about it and you know i i i was saying that i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna tell everyone that uh you threw alana out and he's like don't you dare and uh, and he's like what would you have done if if i'd have tackled you to the floor and um you know and we're just we were able to sort of spend a moment in love and friendship. Um, it, it was just lovely. How did you feel afterwards having done that? So I think on the way out, I was still kind of processing. Yeah. And um, the realisation of what I'd just done was kicking in. And so after I made sure that this man that we were talking to had kind of walked away and back up to the building, I'm walking through the car park and I was just like... <laughs> I can't believe I just did that, you know, and we all just screamed together, you know, um, not too loudly, obviously, because we didn't want everyone uh, to be hearing, because you can see into the kind of chapel, well, the kind of hall area of the chapel that, that they put the seats further back, um, so I thought I don't want to have people thinking, okay, <laughs> okay, pal, Someone's being murdered <laughs> outside. So, yeah, I just, I felt ecstatic, I just felt amazing, Um yeah, as I say, proud of myself because it's totally out of my comfort zone. Um, and I just, I couldn't wait to just tell the people that I love what I'd done. That those people that I talk about have been caused pain and hurt. And and that's what we want to talk about next. So you had some next steps that you wanted to take. What's the, what did you have to go do? So, so um I wanted to make sure all my family knew. I didn't want them to hear it from the podcast or from someone in the ward. Um, I didn't try to hide it from my family because of shame or anything like that. I just, I had the fear of anyone trying to talk me out of it. Um, you know, okay, going to say... And get you to share what Daisy said. So first of all, you the one person in your family you did tell was your daughter. And she had the best response ever to telling her what you were going to do. And it was so typically Daisy and so typically any other child in the entire world, if their mum is going to do something really public, can you remember? She was mortified. She's like, what, in front of everyone? <laughs> and she was mortified. Yeah, she was like, she's like, what, in front of all those people, mum? And I'm like, yep. I'm going to do it. But do you know, when she watched the video today, um, I let her see the video. She was she was really happy, wasn't mm -hmm. she? I think, without seeing it, because she's eight, she doesn't necessarily know how to. But I could see the smile. And I think, again, you know, we were actually having a chat. I don't know if you heard this, like at bedtime, she'd started speaking about things, you know, and about the church. And, and I had just said, you know, that she'd said something about going to church. And I'd said, you know, that's why I, I don't allow us to go to church anymore. It's mainly for you. And she said, but why, Mum? And I said, oh, things here I go again. Right, stop. I said, because I don't want you to go through the pain that any of my family or myself have been through. 
I don't want you to have any of the teachings that are harmful regarding how you dress, you know, and, and I am quite open with my daughter and some people might not agree. She's almost nine, you know, but I I, feel, I believe in, in keeping her informed and, and stuff. And, you know, I'd said to her about, you know, the church's teachings on how women dress can affect how boys think about us. And I said, and that's wrong. You know, um, I said some of the things they teach, I just don't agree with. And so that's why I had to walk away because I don't want you to have to go through that pain or that shame or that never feeling good enough, you know. And, and so, you know, I'm trying to teach her little by little, you know, my reasons for not going to church. Speaking of which, Maven had uh, suggested that if she takes this opportunity that she may even wear slacks, pants, trousers to church. Alana, what did you wear to church today apart from your... I don't know if you can see. Oh, I'm out the camera. I keep going <laughs> I have what we call, I don't know if there's called this in America, jeggings. So they look like jeans, but they're more legging material. I had on this t-shirt and this little jacket. Uh, Lynn, what was your outfit choice of today? And a skirt, of course, right? Well, of course, and Dr. Martins. No, no, no. Uh, trousers and boots, yeah. Um, jeggings. And mine are like jeggings as yeah. well. Yeah, jeans. I wore our formal trousers and a, and, a, and a shirt. So, yeah, yeah, we, uh, it's snowing today and we are not completely mental. So we decided to wrap up and wear appropriate clothing. Um, okay, so. I told. Alana, you just were muted for the start of that little bit. Oh. So, yeah, we're yeah. on to who you're telling first. Yeah. So obviously, first and foremost, I wanted to tell my parents. Um, now, my parents have been long-term members of the church. I can't even remember how many years. I'm 40, and they've been in the church as long as I, I and, and longer, because they've been with my sisters um, and my brothers and stuff. So um, I thought, I don't want them to hear it from anyone else. So basically... Sorry, I always get distracted by the comments. I'm so sorry. Um, so I, I called my mum and I just said, Mum, are you home? And she said, yes. And I said, would you mind if myself and Jane and my friend Lynn, who's up visiting, come by for a little bit? So I knew I killed. <laughs> yes. Um, so I knew I knew in the back of her mind that she would be thinking, right, why, why are they all coming by my house on a Sunday? Um, so obviously we, we pop in and I told my mum. My dad was still in his bed, lazy git. Um, and to be fair, I would have still been in my bed if I wasn't at church. So I can't talk. Um, so yeah, went to tell my mum. She took it really well. Um, did ask some questions, you know. Like I think I think as well there was a, the element of shock there, would you agree? Yeah. At the start, like yeah, I think she was a little bit taken aback. Like, you know, what? Like you opposed, you know. Uh, so she just asked a few questions about it. We talked about it. Jane had a little input. You know, Lynn was talking about it. So I went up the stairs to use the bathroom and I heard my dad coughing. So I thought, I'll see if my dad's awake. Um, so I popped in and had a chat with my dad and he took it really well. You know, he was like, did you? It's like, yep, I had to do it. Explained all my reasons for doing it. And he went, well, well done. Well done. Um, oh, didn't you know that? Oh, did I not tell you that? So, you know, they took it really well. They took it really well. It's just an example of what your whole family are like, that I feel like your mum had more questions, um, you know, for Lynn about, you know, so how, how how do you guys, you know, knowing how, how things are with Peter, how, how does that work? And so she had more questions about people than she did about what had just happened today. And I thought that was 
Isn't that just typical? Because that's the thing that we're missing is the real connection. We all we all go and it's this system that we're all in. Yeah, that's that's what her her real interest was. I thought that was amazing. Okay, so um, so your mum didn't, you know, collapse. Uh, your mum didn't freak out. Uh, she listened and she was very cool about it, as did your dad. I have a question, and it was my son who was asking, why are we speaking about this publicly? Why did we share the video that we were sent? So from my perspective, my reason I want to talk about it and share, now obviously I feel that there was impact in that room, maybe not the impact that I, I would hope for, you know, maybe a bad impact, but I would hope that it's a positive one. But for me, it's about showing people that it's okay. You can you can oppose, you know. And the thing is, by opposing, doesn't necessarily mean that you want to leave the church or that you know you're totally against everything in the church. Now, for me, it is partly that. Yeah. But I, I, in my young women's when I when I was a counsellor in young women's just before I left church, um, I remember teaching my young women, and you know, I. I thought, well, I'm teaching this because it's my lesson. I teach how I want to teach. And I, and I remember saying to my young woman that, you know, in my opinion, to sustain doesn't mean we have to agree with everything they say. Because um, that, in my mind, is not what sustaining is. Because, you know, I love Jane with all my heart. She's my best friend in the whole wide world. But we don't, and, and when I say we don't agree, I don't mean we argue or fight or anything. But we don't always have the same opinion. We don't always agree. But we still love each other. We support each other, you know. So I think you've got to look at that. This is opposing doesn't necessarily mean for everybody that you're opposing the whole church. Now, for me, it was it was you know the system, the the, the teachings, you know the history, you know all the lies. Um, so yeah, like it doesn't always need to look that way for everyone. Um, so I think I think that was my main reason for doing it so vocally is to show people that. If you're having questions or you're having doubts or you're having experiences of where you're not agreeing with the way the leaders are going, that it's okay to stand up and say your pose. It doesn't mean that you have to walk out the door and never go back. You know, um, obviously for me it does because I don't want to go back, but that, that was my main reason. That was my and main reason. Worth bearing in mind that we're being asked a very specific question. You you weren't being asked any of the tempo recommend. Well, actually, okay, they are a couple of the temporary recommend questions, let's face it. But, you know, you're not being asked, do you want to dismantle the church tomorrow? Do you want us to, you know, never ever do this again? Is this, you know, you're asked specifically about that one thing. Um, and then it moves on to the next question. It's a people-focused question. Um, I love the fact that we can model you know, as, as I said earlier, that this does not have to be the end of the world, that people can have all sorts of opinions within the church system and it will not break, it will not falter. It actually, what I got to see was one of the best, most spiritual experiences I've ever seen in my life. And a lot of that was, you know, church members who think they're doing so well or who think that that they're they're hitting the right buttons and so often it's tone deaf to what's actually needed that you cause more pain that when i say that keep in mind that the people who came out today 
were wonderful. It wasn't perfect. It was, you know, maybe suggestive that it, this was something that you have to work through, that this is your issue. Um, That's what the guy said, you know, that you'll get there, you you know, you'll get through it kind of thing. Yeah. And I felt like saying, well, really, I won't because I don't ever see things changing within the church. So I'm not going to get through it unless the church make the changes. But I'm not there to dispute or argue with people, you know. That's exactly. for me to take up with my state president, you know. Exactly. And that's the beauty of it, because if you if you don't agree, if you, if you completely have a polar opposite opinion, then we're not really supposed to automatically understand where someone else is coming from. It's in that process of dialogue, seeing it modelled. We can't do this unless we see it modelled. And that's what that's what was achieved today. I am so empowered and excited by that. The possibilities that come from that are are just, this was for me, the church, almost at its best. Um, Can I just quickly share something I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I'm sure this person won't mind. So I have a niece of mine who's never been a baptised member of the church. Um, they, they use they, them pronouns, they're non-binary. Um, they, um, they used to come to church um, regular with my mum, you know, when they stayed over. And um, they did at one point ask if they could get baptised. Um, and I, I'm glad that they have a sensible mum. My sister, you know, left the church many years ago and um, no longer has her name on the records. And um, her mum had said, you know, I, I know what you want to do, but I'm not saying no, but I want you to wait till you're old enough to make the decision for yourself, you know, and not when you're a child. Um, and, you know, I'm sure now that they're glad that they, their mum gave that advice. Um, and so I was, I was going around all the family phone calls today because they're all in such different areas, you know, to drive around them all would have just been impossible. Um, so I, I called them today and they're away doing some training for a job and their reaction was the best out of everyone because they cried. And they've never been a member of the church. I knew them that I'd done the right thing. Because it shows them that I stand with them and that I'm not okay with this. Um, I mean, I did speak to other members of my family who, you know, are, oh, I've just realised I forgot one of my nephews. I'll need to give him a call. I feel really bad. Um, but I just, one of my nephews has been through so much pain from the church and the teachings was so pleased you know and so happy he's like well done I'm so proud of you and that's when I realized I did the right thing um because they're the ones that have been caused the pain um yeah so I, I really hope and I'm, I'm sure they won't you know mind me sharing that story but but that's in that moment that I realized that I had done the right thing when I seen that never know you could say you know although they did attend a few times but never baptized that they cried you know, um, when they heard what I'd done, you know, and I think the fact that I wore the T-shirt. Um, I've always said this, I'm not going into detail on this, but I was I realised the other day, actually, that I, I've never agreed with the LGBTQ issue within the church. But I didn't really know what I had done with it until, obviously, recently, where I've heard everyone saying about your shelf items. So I think that was one of my shelf items because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to process it because I wasn't okay with it. I still felt I needed to be in the church, um, but now obviously I realise the opposite that I can't I can't support and sustain people who treat people that way. 
you knowing that your sustaining vote could potentially have caused hurt and pain within your family and within your congregation and you acting with integrity anyway was inspiring. I recognise that my, sorry, I, just to make it clear, you're opposing vote today. I recognise the same thing in my sustaining vote, that although I sustain um, that that act alone causes pain and um, discomfort for people who have been hurt by church policies. Um, and it's in that space that I see, you know, if, if church leaders are looking for spiritual growth among the membership, this is what it looks like, that we can learn and grow together and talk and communicate and hold each other accountable for when we are not getting it right. There are things that we are not getting right. And thank you for showing that example today. I love you both so much. I am, I'm going to ask for some final thoughts from you guys, but I, I, I guess I wanted to maybe just bring in that as we shared that time last night um, and, and, and calling down a blessing for, uh, for Alana, what was referred to was, um, you know, generations, women who had gone before. Throughout scripture, there are women who have said no. Um, there are men who have said no. There are people who were blessed for saying no. The mother of Moses, as, as she refused to do something completely horrific and unjust. And also there were people who have been... Uh, scripturally I guess cursed for saying no we often demonize those who are thinking differently from us for, from us and in the history of our church um people have said no I'm going to refer uh, to this um and because this is in church um this is from the church manual I just want to I know it can be a bit triggering um but I want to I want to read this out because I think it's really important and relevant in the, on the church website, um, on the church history topics, it discusses the law of common consent, that law that um, Peter Bleakley, that Nemo the Mormon, the Brit Avengers as a, as a whole group have been focused so much on for this past, this past while. Um, it talks about the restoration of priesthood authority and how the Lord commanded Joseph and Oliver not to ordain each other elders and leaders until other believers could decide by vote whether they were willing to accept Joseph and Oliver's leadership. One of Joseph's first actions at the organisational meeting of the church on April the 6th, 1830, was to call for such a vote. He asked those assembled to show whether they approved of him and Oliver as teachers and whether they should organise the church according to revelation. The members voted unanimously in favour. A July 1830 revelation reiterated that all things shall be done by common consent in the church, by much prayer and faith. At the end of uh, the... And, and I, suggest that, that if you're interested that you take a look at this, uh, this church history topic. The final paragraph was really interesting to me as I read it earlier. Over time, debate in church conferences and sacrament meetings was increasingly viewed as disruptive. 
church leaders began to instruct those presiding over meetings to answer any objections raised during a sustaining vote outside of the meeting. Nonetheless, the same vigorous discussion continues today in ward, stake, mission and general church councils. Latter-day Saints continue to conduct church business by common consent. Those who cast opposing votes are referred to their local leaders to discuss their concerns. Those who vote in favour seek to sustain leaders and programmes not only with their vote, but through their actions, faith and prayers. Whatever that looks like for you. Um, it doesn't demonise in any way the church essay, those who vote opposed. Um, it talks about evolving systems and that really interests me. Um, and the Avengers have uh, have particularly Peter and Nemo have called for a return to the law of common consent being practised um, more fully as, um, as it was revealed in the Doctrine and Covenants. Women in the history of the church have had to say no based on their own integrity and their own values of what is right and what is wrong. At least seven women uh, said no when they were uh, offered to be sealed to the prophet Joseph Smith that we that we know of and there are potentially I think up to another 30 that, uh, wh whose names come up in the conversation. I want to thank the women who said no uh, today and back then. Thank you for your example. So with uh, with that, um, going to come to Lynn first. Do you wanna do you wanna share any final thoughts tonight? It is quite difficult to just sum up, isn't it? Um, such a, a kind of monumental event. It felt like a monumental event. So many different emotions, a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Um, but I just think it's a great way to model what it looks like to um, for, follow your moral compass, to be a Christian when you see something that's wrong, to be able to stand up and say that it's wrong, um, especially as a woman, <laughs> to to. Yeah, it just feels great that we're empowering to think, yeah, we can have our voice there. No one can stop us from that. And um, and it starts that dialogue um, and we need to have that dialogue. It needs to continue. The dialogue needs to continue. The debate needs to go on. And until the leaders of the church take notice, they must take notice. Yeah. And I feel like, like I had said to Peter, what I want to do is like every time there's an opportunity to vote opposed, I want to use that voice. Yeah, it's like um, opening up a box and just like, I can't close it. Again, I'm just like opened up and I want to just keep saying I do not agree with this. And that is the way that I'm choosing to do it. Amen to that. Thank Thanks. you and bless you for coming up. Um, 
truly on the air of angels, dear friends. Thank you so much. Oh, to me. Hen. Um, it's so hard for me with final thoughts because mm. I feel like I've said most of, of what I need to say and I feel like sometimes I'll only repeat myself um, just pretty similar to what Lynn says you know I mean I'm not going out my way to say to people go vote a post that's not what I'm doing at all um, I'm just saying that it's okay if you feel the need to do so um, that you know the church asks the question anyone opposed so they should expect that people can oppose and if they don't then they need to relook at their question. I did see some people commenting about, you know, there's a possibility, do you think, with this becoming a bit of a trend that they may shut it down? But I think that would be completely immoral. Is that the right word, immoral? Ooh. Like, Ooh. maybe not immoral. I'm not very good with words, but, like, it would be totally wrong of them, basically, because, be again, me. that's taking away our right and, again, trying to silence us. Um, you know, I, I think I would be the type, like, if I still had my membership and they took away the opposing vote, I think I would still stand and say I oppose regardless of whether they ask or not because I'm like, how dare you take away my right to oppose? Um, but yeah, as I say, I'm not I'm not necessarily going and saying everyone go vote oppose. You know, that's that's not my thinking because I'm not, that's not my purpose. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm not going out my way to say go vote oppose. But if you feel the urge to do it or the need to do it, just do it. It is hard. I'm not going to lie. You know, it, it's the scariest... Going on a plane was pretty scary for me for the first time because I was so scared of flying. I remember going on my mission and I was crying so hard, obviously leaving oh. my family, but it was also to do with the stress of going on the plane. I was so terrified. And I think that's oh. got to be one of the most terrifying things I've ever done, but I think this beats that. Yeah, I would say it probably beats it. It's terrifying, but it's normal. But I would just say do it if, if you so feel the need to. Um, you know, I always, I always try to talk myself out of these things because I think, what difference is it going to make? You know, I feel like it's not going to change anything within the church. They're so stuck by their values. They're so stuck by the whole marriages between a man and a woman. You know, all these things. They're never going to change it. But I think it doesn't matter if they change it or not. They've heard my voice. They know that I don't sustain, and that for me is what matters. And um, the people around me. Um, you know, and and I'm not the type of person to do things for glorification in any way. That is not me. Like. I guess that was a hard thing to do because I hate all eyes on me. I don't like it. And the thought of everyone looking at me was horrific. But I think just so the people around about me who can see what I've done and know that I did it for them, you know, that that's what I told to my family, you know, the people that are in the LGBTQ. I said, I did this for you. Um, so just stand up. I think, I think it's time for us to stand up. And I think it's time for the church to stand out and be accountable. They need to take accountability. I take accountability for my wrongdoings by going to a bishop and confessing my sins. I take accountability when I do wrong by my daughter. I apologise. I say, I'm sorry, mum mum shouldn't have spoke to you that way or mum shouldn't have shouted at you. I take responsibility when I do wrong by my family or anyone. So why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they take responsibility for the wrongdoings that they have done in the past and they're still doing today? They need to wake up. And if anyone is listening, I'm talking to you. You need to wake up and smell the coffee, so to speak. <laughs> you know, do you like all my wee? I have to get the, I didn't do that on purpose, to be fair. But, you know, they do. They need to wake up and, you know, they they need to realise the damage they're causing. And I, I'm totally with Peter on this. If they don't, 
they're not going to have a church in the future because I look at my ward alone and the numbers are dwindling. They've brought people into our ward to build it up, make it look like it's thriving. But eventually, all these people are going to either, I don't want to say this disrespectfully, they're going to pass away with age. And a lot of the younger generation are leaving. So there's going to be no one to, to run the church. So I just really, and I do it from the love in my heart. I'm not trying to be, what's the word? malicious or you know anything like that but I just really really think do you really not see part of me wants to believe that they don't see maybe they don't but I also think (laughs) I hate saying this we need to stop having old men run our church (laughs) because they don't get it they don't get it now I I am in a place now where I don't believe that they do speak with God. I don't. I don't believe that. I think it's their own thoughts, their own agendas. They're all about the money. And and for me, that that's what it's about. That's just my opinion. Um, so if that is the case and you're not speaking with God and you're just deceiving people, then change things, fix things, because you're not doing yourself any favours. It's time to stand up and take accountability for the damage that you're causing. And, and that's... I think I'll just leave it in that because I'm just I'm going to keep repeating myself and repeating myself. Oh, I'll probably go off this podcast and think, oh, I should have said that. But yeah, just be accountable. Be accountable. Well, we're going to be talking about accountability again in the future. Um, we have more to tell you guys. So next week's episode is, uh, is yeah, we have more. Um, women especially who say no, pay a huge price it doesn't come from nowhere and to recognize that so often that no comes from a place of pain it's something that I would like to see modeled in the future being able to feel differently about things and to reach out in love I got to see that today and I got to see examples of uh, of support, of kindness and integrity. Thank you for what you've taught me. Thank you to all of our audience who've been joining us across all of our new platforms. Um, are we down with the kids on Twitch yet? I think, um, you know, I think we've, we've had a few people popping in and out. So it's really... I didn't even know what Twitch was. <laughs> you mentioned it you're, you're too, we're too old to know what twitch yeah is. i was going to say i'm too old now for someone, sure someone, we've been set up with twitch so we're we're all good but um please stay tuned because this week um we have uh, our usual wednesday episode we have someone pretty amazing coming to talk to you about their experiences within the church um, we're going to be talking about children with disabilities. We're going to be talking about parenthood and a lot of painful things. This is someone really awesome. And I'm asking, if I ask for you guys to be aware of um, any issue in the church that doesn't get talked about enough, it's this one. So please do try and tune in. Um, follow us across our social media channels. Share where you feel it's appropriate to share. If there are any particular um, things that you want to know more about, please get in touch. Go follow all of our Brett Vengers buddies and we will see you all on Wednesday. I think at the same time next week. 
be good, be good. and friends we bless your journeys we do bye bye